You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Redneck Island After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Redneck Island After Show. Creek swimming, moonshine <laughs> <laughs> sipping, beer skinning, beer drinking, Johnny Cash listening. I do really awesome. like this song. Yeah. yeah, I know it's it's perfect. It's addictive. It's it catchy. It is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special episode of Redneck Island for you today. We are here to discuss episode 8, which was titled The Shady Burrito. Excellent name. Uh, but before I get started, I have to tell you, for the listeners that are listening to our podcast, there is a very special guest sitting next to me. And if I may be so bold to do the introduction, uh, with me today is the Texas Rattlesnake himself. He is the biggest name in professional wrestling six-time WWE world champion and executive producer of the show that we are talking about right now. Hands together for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hey, thank you guys. I feel right at home over here. Thank you. You got a bunch of city slickers talking about Redneck Island. I love this. City slickers? (laughs) You know, it's funny because the PP boys aren't here and the PP boys are uh, a husband and husband team from Beverly Hills and they're in really reality shows all over the place right now but they've been consistently on this show talking about what they're watching and they can't be here today but maybe we can get them to call in and say hi that would be great we'll speak to them later right yeah yeah and over to my right is beautiful liz fuller a former miss great britain Mm. i can believe that isn't that amazing yeah and next to her steve you're gonna like this uh jacob came in to fill in for liz when she went to europe so uh, we didn't want to use Jacob, his name, so we tried to come up with a really cool gimmick name, you know? So we, we went with Little Sphinxy, but it didn't go over <laughs> at Not all. Not at all, no. It didn't. <laughs> gimmick so, name. <laughs> I know where you come from. <laughs> so you're, you're Rednecks, the cast uh, of season three, nicknamed Jacob. Do you want to know what his new nickname is? What is it? Catfish. Catfish. <laughs> Catfish is a good nickname. It It is. It's yeah. not like... It, Wear that as a badge of honor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) See? Good deal. Yeah, the the city slicker catfish. (laughs) Yeah, it works for me. If it had been mullet or, you know, something, you know, that would have been no good. Catfish, you can work with that. Okay. Okay, Uh, I'm a little bit more excited about that now. Yeah, wear it with honor. Okay, so what we normally do, Steve, is we break down the show. We break it down from what we're seeing time-wise. We talk about your challenges. We talk about the reckoning. We talk about the elimination. But because you're here today, we want to take it and kind of ask you some more questions that have been coming to us over the course of the last eight weeks. One of them is uh, the pre-production 
of Redneck Island. Can you talk to us about the birth of Redneck Island? That is a highly guarded secret that I can... <laughs> you can't talk about? Up. Okay. Boy, can you throw a bigger monkey wrench in our plans than that? <laughs> well, I thought you were sitting like watching Survivor going, I could do better than that. Man, I mean, yeah. that is the, you know, that's played, but Redneck Island isn't. What you did there was amazing. Well, you, you when uh, I think the, the show was first pitched to CMT, it, it was mm-hmm. basically, you know, just about any group of individuals that would go to an island, and then when CMT heard it, they, this would be great for us if we kind of put the country flavor on that and yeah. called it Redneck <laughs> Island. So, you know, it was just basically a general pitch, but when CMT heard it, let's dial it down, put some focus on it, make it fit our demo, call it Redneck Island, cast the people that we have, good, good loving, good, good living, fun loving people from the South, and let them compete. Steve, were you the one that was involved in choosing the cast? Because they're all different characters, aren't they? Were you involved from day one saying, I like that person, at the auditions? No, no, no. There's no auditions. They've got these uh, scouts. Man, like, I heard they were in Daytona. They were all crawling over Florida. They were, I mean, they're everywhere. I don't have anything to do with that. I show up, and those rednecks that I see, that's the first time I lay my eyes on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go from there. So, I mean, they're, they're looking high and low for these people. And, you know, to, just, just to keep talking about it, I've been trying to get CMT to, you know, go look in the Northeast, go look in the Midwest. I mean, come, come on out mm-hmm. here on the West Coast, because you know, there's rednecks everywhere. You ain't got to be from the South. You can just be from the country and, 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 you know, enjoy and appreciate an outdoor life. So I want them to start spreading this thing out. But mm. they, you know, no, I, I don't really have anything to do with that. Aww. And what about the production team? I mean, how big is it? How many of you go out to Mexico, or do you use crew in Mexico as well? Man, no, pretty much everybody goes over there. There's a couple of people that have, that have lived over there, but man, by and large, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty vast effort. You know, it's not no rinky-dink promotion. It's a, there's a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears going behind the scenes. And man, some of the most uh, passionate people that I've ever worked with. Uh, the, the pride. I mean, this, this show is called Redneck Island, but and it's a fun-loving, easy-to-understand show. And when they broke it down to me, I fell in love with it immediately. And now that we've done it for three seasons and the, the, the work behind the scenes is so intensive and and uh, such a labor of love, I'm, I'm so proud of it, and I hope it continues for many more seasons. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, My question is, so obviously you've, you've been to Mexico before with other seasons and whatnot. Do you enjoy um, having this cast out in Mexico? Do you think that's a great spot for Redneck Island to take place? Is it like a fun area did well you know it's really hard to make a a lot of things look like an island you know i mean you know you think back to gilligan's island you know is it really an island you know so it's uh we we looked around in the united states uh in a lot of different places and it just uh nothing really worked for us looked down the keys and a few other places mexico works i love going down there and uh once you get down there man uh it's peaceful it works for what we're doing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of terrain changes within this season, so that's why I like this location probably a little bit better than the other locations. Where, where but, in Mexico? Sorry, Steve. Well, the first one was about 45 minutes out of Puerto Vallarta and Punta Mita, and then the second season was La Paz. This season was right out of Manzanilla, and it was absolutely wonderful. And they put me up in a really nice crib, and, you know, the, the rednecks are out there <laughs> doing their thing and earning their stripes and trying to stay on the island and win $100,000, and I'm kicking it and drinking Corona and tequila and working out. So you have luxury. <laughs> hey, I do. I'm not going to lie about that. You know, the rednecks are the ones uh, out there busting their, their, mm-hmm. their chops and trying to make that 100 Gs. I'm 
uh, getting pretty well taken care of. Why do you every year or every season, why are you moving your location? Is that to keep it secret and keep it private or are you just finding different terrain and different I think it was just, challenges? We run into, sorry to run over you there, we just kind of run into some different logistical problems. Uh, with the first location we were at there right outside of Puerto Vallarta and things could be better. I think now that we ended up where, we're, where we did this year at Manzanilla, I could really foresee that being the place, you know, for another couple of seasons. But, you know, that's not my decision. Mm-hmm. I would love to go back there. I'd like to be in, in a familiar place, get back to my old habits, know the places that I've uh, ventured to over there. So it, it'd be great for me. And plus, in a couple of the other two seasons, one of the biggest problems we were dealing with was having, pe- you know, the, the crew guys were having to drive 45 minutes to an hour to get to work. You know, they're mm-hmm. putting in 15, 18 hour days and have to drive an hour, hour and a half back. So it was really kind of a hassle. This season, we all stayed about 10 minutes from set, and that is unbelievable when you're doing this type of adventure. And drinking lots of beer every night. It's easier. <laughs> lots to get of beer. Swig <laughs> a beer for the drinking man. <laughs> you know, um, it has, like, crossed my mind, and I'm sure it crosses your fans' minds. Like, what could Steve Austin possibly be doing with his spare time? Do you go in the water? Do you uh, swim with the fishes? Do you like going out there? No. <laughs> I like to hunt deer. You're not going to get me out in the water where I got a real good chance to get my leg bit off by a shark. There's going to be a lot of things that happen to me in life, and getting my leg bit off by a shark is not going to be one of them. I went over paddleboarding because my wife came over there and I paddleboarded a little bit with her, and I spent most time trying to get back on the board. Because my balance wasn't good enough, and I think the board was too dang little. <laughs> it couldn't have been my balance. I needed a bigger board. And so anyway, no, I don't really get in the water too much. I just kind of I go to the gym. Uh, this year, I really killed the gym, uh, and I was working on rehab for my knee, and then had some mm-hmm. ligaments done in. But uh, man, I, I, I'm a creature of habit, and I kind of stay low key. I don't need a whole lot of adventure. I just want to go to work, make my money, do a real good job for these people at CMT Mm -hmm. and for the rednecks, and Mm -hmm. then take my ass home. You know, um, there was a blooper that you talked about a long time ago. It might have been in season one or two where you fell off the platform and you were hoping that they were going to show that yeah. footage. What, <laughs> what exactly happened? How did you slip off that? Well, we were doing some of the flags. You know, like this year uh-huh. when the bottles roll up at Steve Mill. Yeah. Last season, you know, I'd hang those flags out there. And so I you know, went out there and did a couple of those gimmicks and then changed shirts. And then we got hung up. The, the flag got hung up. So I was going to lean over there. And it was all jerry-rigged. And the guy was in the boat and the waves were coming in. And I leaned over and leaned a little bit too much on that cane pole and just went tumbling in the water. And don't get me wrong, I, I ain't no Michael Phelps, but I can swim pretty good. So, But I was hoping that they, they caught it on camera and it was out of focus, but they did catch the moment on TV. It was great. It was hilarious. With those sharks getting ready to go Oh, you know that. they were, man. I completely feel you. I actually, we live on the beach. We live in Laguna Beach, and I am not a fan of the water. And I tell my parents every time, we have a deal. The sharks stay in the ocean. I stay on land. That's why we don't have land sharks right now. But if we break the deal, we will have land sharks one day. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing about it all. I mean, like, I live right there in Marina del Rey, Venice area. Mm-hmm. I'm a mile from the water. And everybody said, man, why don't you go spend more time on the beach? Well, first of all, I'm type A personality. And if one thing I can't stand is laying around the sun. My wife can lay all day. <laughs> Not me. And then, but the, my point is, if you go out in the water, the water's so dirty there's so many diseases out there. Them surfers come back with sores and gimmicks and sicknesses and all this other stuff on them. I ain't got time for that. I'm trying to just, you know, live as long as I can. That would be a real bad thing if someone said, man, whatever happened to Steve Austin? How did he die? 
He went out swimming in Marina Del Rey and got bit by some kind of parasite, and that's what got me. Ultimately, some kind of thing that floated in the water got in one of my orifices and killed me. That would not be good. I must host another season of Redneck Island. So, Steve, that challenge last night, the one where they actually... Was it last night? No, I've recapped on three shows because obviously I've been away. You know the one where they came flying down on the tire into the water? You don't get to try any of these challenges, I'm taking it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can try them all. Out uh, <laughs> by and large, you know, uh, the last two seasons, my knee has been. Uh, when we oh, did that right. first season, I was just mm-hmm. going under the knife. The second, this season or last season, I was just getting done. I can't, I can't even put it all together now. But to answer your question, no, <laughs> no, he can't. But, but I, he doesn't want to. To go down, I mean, with I've taken enough bumps in my life yeah. that you know yeah. I'm not a thrill seeker. <laughs> you know, all I want to do is go run the red next to the paces, go to the gym, make money, take my ass home. That's it. I don't need to do these things. Do I want to watch and laugh. Oh, have, have we had any redneck contestants that have been scared of the water? Have there been any? No, they've all been uh, gangbusters. I mean, these people, uh, when, when they cash, they, they, they're looking high and low, and they're looking into these people, mm-hmm. and, and you know, they're doing a lot of research on them. And, you know, because you know you can't be afraid of anything when you come on that island, because yeah. you never know what you're going to be mm-hmm. asked to do or, or put through. And uh, by and large, you know, for the most part, man, they've done a, a really, really good job of bringing some quality people out to Redneck but Island. What, wasn't Travis afraid of heights, or...? Well, Travis was afraid of a lot of things. He was afraid of a lot of things. Yeah. If there was a pill bug walking across his table, he would probably be afraid of it. I have to ask you about these challenges because they're so creative, okay? I've actually always, like, wanted to do everything that I'm watching. I want to be launched out of a catapult. I want some. I want to go down a slide like that. I, I want to be flying after, like, stuffed beer bottles. Do you come up with this stuff? No. <laughs> I didn't think about that for a second. No, I, no that, that was a dramatic pause. Oh, yeah, I just let that moment build a little it bit did because build. you it know I successful. say no to everything else. You would expect it on some brain work. Finally, I get a chance to own up to something and put myself over and make myself look like a million bucks. But I went the other way. No, uh, but, but they pitch these things to me. You know, before we go out there, run them all by me. And then, you know, if I, you know, lend my creative two cents, and mm-hmm. usually that's all it's worth is two cents, <laughs> but then I can put mine in. Yeah, but this kind of goes back to the wrestling business. I never did want to book an entire territory, but when it came time to my storyline, I was good at putting the salt and pepper on the main points that would make it that much better. So I'm mm-hmm. better at seasoning a steak than just grabbing a whole steak. So I do have my input, but by and large, you've got some really talented people uh, putting these things together for these rednecks. Gotcha. So, so which is your favorite challenge? Which one do you love seeing them do? Man, well, you know, that first one that we go back to, uh, was it season one? They get all tangled mm-hmm. up in this old brain of mine. Uh, that When they jumped off the the platform the, the, onto the uh, airbag that was floating out in the water, was that season one or oh two? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And they sprung, they, yeah. they, they'd they hit it and boink off. Yeah, it and they had hilarious. to go into the target yeah. thing. That was yeah. probably my favorite one of all time. Yeah. And I don't remember what season that is. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember either. That's right. They um, They had to, like land in a circle like they had yeah. to kind of figure out how to dive from being launched and make it into a floating circle and yeah. they got the point oh, that I remember that. Yeah. yeah the one this year was pretty good you know uh, it was just uh 
one or two weeks ago as we as we talk the one where they hooked them up to the back of the four-wheeler and the four-wheeler took off and then they got you know, it was a big the big catapult one oh because that was funny it. anytime you get strapped in a big rubber band as a human being <laughs> and they tie your ass on to the back of a four-wheeler, four-wheeler and haul ass and then you got someone okay that's tied enough pull up in <laughs> there's a lot of elements in there that could just reek uh, of havoc but all the rednecks live to fight another day but it was very fun to watch well this uh, we, there's also eating challenges oh you my know, which, oh which God. like we saw today I mean well it was Saturday we saw the eating challenge which was by in large one of the most grotesque my stomach's still queasy mm. I mean do you have you ever eaten pig stomach or pig lips who want I didn't even know pigs had lips I just thought they had a mouth I'm not even I mean well, how does well, that lips happen lips go on a mouth watch this catfish <laughs> no as an actor, you wait for these moments, and then you go, uh, what were we talking oh, about? Dang, shady I, burrito. I, shady burrito, that was sad. Man, I'll tell you what I've eaten, and probably you too, uh, you know, eating some shady things mm-hmm. back in the day, trying mm-hmm. to make a dime in the old business. But, uh, you know, these days, not so much. I mean, when you see all those flies buzzing around there, oh. Oh, holy God. smokes, mister. And I got people on my Twitter account last night, Steve Austin, BSR. <laughs> what about a plug here? And they were saying, are those real flies? Yes, those were real flies. We didn't fly them in, no pun intended. <laughs> they were there. They yeah. were crawling all no, over yeah. all that stuff. And I was thinking, man, these cats are about to eat all this stuff. So it was a mess. It was so gross. I honestly thought that you guys had the actual food. Just like that was for aesthetic. Like you had the fake stuff up there and then under the table hiding was like a cleaner version. I'd like to say that was true aesthetic on another show with a bigger budget. (laughs) That was the real McCoy. What you saw was what they ate. Well, the funny thing was, is I I think octopus is okay, but when you see all the flies buzzing on it, it really put me off. But I have to say, thank goodness you had the shady burrito because it got candy out, right? And I don't think we would have lost candy any other way. I think that food challenge was the way that she, well, it was the way she went home. But for me, that would be the challenge that I couldn't do. Well, well what do you think? What did you, I was so sad to see Candy go because, you know, this, she was actually, was actually the one that held the Girls Alliance together. Is that mm-hmm. a good thing? It, well, yeah, because you don't want Cody and you don't, you don't want Bucket in the final. Yeah. I've always said no. Bucket will win this. I'm well, not going to put you on the spot, like but now. that's what I think. No, I think <laughs> I, the Goose Alliance Steve's over was there, fake. like, keeping it all in his no. head. He's <laughs> like, I, okay, I know, so, but I'm not telling. Here's, <laughs> I don't. Don't spoil it for us. I'm, oh, you can. I'm, Never. Wanted. I am actually blown away that Misty and B-Mart went after Candy during that challenge because it made absolutely strategic no sense strategically and it just all it did was put candy in her weakest most vulnerable spot and now they don't have her on the team to keep the girls alliance together where they had numbers okay it was five hmm. to two no and so, i think yeah. i think candy but isn't that the kind of way ga- gals are sometimes yeah it's all about the moment you don't look further down the road i have been waiting to watch the girls destroy themselves since <laughs> no. they made that little alliance because i'm like girls alliance there's going to be a problem there so at one point yeah. what, what did it take for that whole thing to come across and just it totally implode was when Misty decided she had enough of candy. And that was when, you know, she felt like candy called her white trash and didn't look, she kind of looked down on Misty. And so Misty, when given the opportunity, got rid of her mm. and she was, I, I mean, clearly she wasn't thinking. She was at, she was reacting. Mm. 
Well, it, it was interesting, and Candy was a gamer. They they all have been, but she certainly was was a gamer. Uh, but but it was interesting sometimes when you watch, uh, you know, the conversations that happen around my place. You know, this, they're very transparent what they're you know what they're thinking and you know what mm-hmm. their logic is and and how they're playing the game. And so you know, for me, I just I think Candy was a really nice person. I know you liked her, Angelina, but for me, I just thought she was trying to rule the roost, and it was gonna get too bitchy. I'm sorry. So for me, Candy gone. You're good with it? I'm not yeah, good with it. Yeah, and I'm really good. I just felt it's so unfair, five goals to two, right? right? So now we're down to, what are we down to, four goals to two? Yeah. Um, Stacy and Candy, we just lost. For me, I just think, come on, Girls Alliance, I just think it's wrong. And, you know, Cody said a great thing. He said, women that lie behind your back and women that lie to your face. He said that yeah. last night. So basically he was just saying, you know, you just can't trust a woman. With the votes. Well, and I think it's true minute. with the show. I'm going to read you a candy For the quote. show. Yeah. <laughs> I see what yeah. you did. <laughs> we'll see what you did there with the Just show. Just with the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't buy that one. But, but so then why do you say that you're, you're not about an uh, all-girl alliance? I just think it should be more fair. I think don't try and – I don't think I, – I don't know why. I just think it should be – I think it's more exciting as a viewer to still see the guys almost to the end. I don't want to mm. see an all-girl show. And I think I really... Well, that's because you're a girl. But also... You, no, no, it's Think not. about the guys out there. <laughs> Redneck no, Chick I Island. Think, I think for me, I've been a Bucket fan the whole way. I love him. He's endearing. He's warm. He's humble. He comes across as stupid, but he's not. And I just didn't want to see... Somebody get okay. voted off that shouldn't go yet. Okay, I, I can, well, he's a real a character. I, yeah, I, I can tell. There's a lot going in uh, in in Steve's head. What's your uh, thought on that? Oh, as you guys are commenting, I mean, you know, as I as I play this thing and I'm hosting it, you know, I remain neutral all the way through. Mm-hmm. But you know, certainly as you speak about Bucket, oh, just an entertaining, uh, hilarious guy. The way he phrases things and the way his uh, gears spin in his brain. I had a lot of fun hanging around around him, <laughs> as all of them. But when you when you mentioned him specifically. He's a hilarious cat. So, yeah, thankfully he survived to go another another round. There was another quote as well last night. I think Bucket said, let me see if I can remember it. It said something like, a lot of times my ideas end me up in jail. I, I can't do the American accent, but it was just so funny. And I was watching thinking, has this guy been in jail lots of times? For what? <laughs> and, then he, and then he said, but I think this one will be safe. <laughs> well, okay, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not playing devil's advocate, okay, but I am playing Candy's advocate, okay? Mm-hmm. Candy She's gone. Well, she's gone, but I'm going <laughs> to tell it. you. I'm going to tell you before she left. She always called it like she saw it, and she was the one that called Bucket out. And I will tell you why. Because you put a couple beers in him, and he's not the fun-loving, awesome dude that you were talking about. He actually can get mean. He got mean with Travis uh, when Travis was trying to when he was coming back from an elimination and kind of bullied him there. And I've seen Bucket um, actually go after Candy in this last episode, where Candy says, and I quote. My mama always said, a drunk man's word is a sober man's thoughts. Hello. You know how many things mm, I've learned from Candy's quote. mom at this point in the show? What? That is just, I've learned so much from her mom at this show. It's like every other word is, my mama taught me this. <laughs> she's pretty, I mean, yeah. speaking about Candy, now she's uh, obviously a very smart chick mm-hmm. and street smarts and survivor smarts. I mean, mm-hmm. she's got it going on and, and she calls it like she sees it. She does. I mm-hmm. actually prefer Candy over Stacy. I thought I, I thought Candy was more entertaining. Um, Stacy, uh-huh. yeah, a little snake, I think. 
Well, uh, the- I think she was kind of coasting, kind of coasting. She yeah. kind of just didn't make too many waves, uh, but just, you know. Well, like she was trying to be safe? Yeah. Like yeah. Just kind of awesome. riding the coattails. But you yeah. brought up a very interesting point. You said someone who they really haven't shown yet is Britney, Britney mm. M. Yeah, we um, don't see a lot of Britney M. in the way the show's edited. I don't. I. It took me weeks to get to know this girl. I didn't warm to her, and it's only last night's show. I mean, I have been away, and I've been catching up on episodes, but it was only last night's show that I really learned a little bit more about her. Why is that? Why am I? Why don't we see as much as her as the rest? Well, if we can go down that road, I'm surprised you know anything about the host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've watched be more, be more, uh very strong in a competition. She was, mm-hmm. uh, she was, uh, she was. Yeah. Does that mean she's out at some point? She no. The show is over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about it in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she is a, a heck of a competitor and. uh just go, the way the show is edited, and of course, I'm I'm not in on that end. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. get I'll get some cuts. I can make my feedback, but you know, in that editing process, to your point, or to answer your question, hey, you know, sometimes just in the way those things get pieced together, you find out more about someone in a certain segment of the sh- mm-hmm. of the show mm-hmm. or the series or, or the season that you know than at other times. So, is it is it personality driven? Do you think with the edit? Because obviously. That's the way I see I, I just see the most controversial stuff is what's shown, mm-hmm. perhaps. And maybe she's been... I think Brittany M is the nicest, sweetest girl because on the vote last night when she did a throwaway vote and voted for Lindsay because she couldn't choose between um, Cody and... What was the other one? Cody and Stacey? No. I just thought, wow, what a nice girl. She stuck to the alliance. Well, she didn't, but she just couldn't throw anybody under the bus. I actually warmed to her. Mm. Well, uh... Uh, not to change the topic, <laughs> but I'm changing it. <laughs> I guess I can do that every once in a while. Um, we're we're going to talk about the reckonings because the reckonings are those elimination challenges Love per them. se. And sometimes you're eliminated right on the spot. Sometimes, uh, well, like, for example, well, the challenge, Candy got eliminated. But a reckoning, someone's going to the elimination. It's either a team or it's a single person. And now we're at the point mm-hmm. where they're playing individually. So um, someone's going to be getting eliminated as a result of uh, the reckoning. Someone's going to be safe, I should say. Okay, right, let me take a giant in, step. In this episode, it was someone's going to be safe. And someone's going to be right, eliminated right. on the spot, like with what happened with Woodle, which was kind of like a surprise none of us saw coming. Yeah, yeah. I always get worried, like, as I watch these uh, reckonings happening, because these are the most physical, you know, the reckonings. I mean, they are seriously physical. And um, I worry, you know, about how it's going to play out at the elimination time. It's concerning to me that mm-hmm. at the time of this reckoning, uh, that everyone flipped and went towards Stacy on it. I mean, everyone like oh in the, the so after the, the after the reckoning, we talked about uh, them going back to camp and then strategizing on who were they going to get out. Right. I think you're saying it was a shock that they decided to destroy the girls' alliance mm-hmm. and take out Stacy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was definitely surprised mm-hmm. there. Um, I mean, I guess I, I think it was a very smart move on Lindsay's part and. I personally liked it just because I like to see drama. I like to see action. I like to see, you know, <laughs> groups break and alliances uh-huh. drop. And because, you know, it would kind of be. It's more fun, sad. right? Yeah, yeah. If like one group, if five people said, we're going to go all the way to the end, and then those five people make it to the end, it's like, oh, 
well, they this show didn't really go anywhere. They just mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. what they said they were going to do. So, well, I got to tell you, for Stacy, we know she got eliminated, but when she left her first alliance, remember when she threw Brandon under the bus? Bucket never forgave her. He taunted her with it. This is the guy that you like. Um, he constantly <laughs> taunted her, and then uh, Stacy sticks to her alliance, and then her alliance turns on her. She lost. Lindsay, Lindsay voted against her because Lindsay immediately panicked once Candy was gone. You could see that Candy was the the strength of that woman's alliance because when that happened, Lin, uh, Lindsay saw Target on her back and immediately started to work on another alliance with Bucket, which made her put Stacy's name on a koozie. What's it like reading those koozies when you pull up, pull them out of the can, out of the cooler? You guys, it's like the NFL draft. You guys <clears throat> study this show like scientists. <laughs> Y'all know more about this show than I do. And I hosted it all three seasons. You know, when I go over and get those coolers, it's interesting. You get a little bit of a, all right, let's see who's going home. Because I don't know. Oh, you don't know. No, wow. man. You know, I start pulling oh, those cans out. And, you know, I'm reading them right, right on the spot. So that's, that's it's interesting for me because I'm thinking, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to okay. Here we go. So it's fun. I mean, it's uh, it's it's uh, it, it never ceases to amaze me uh, because of mm-hmm. the things that continue to happen. Jeez, wait. So you're you're then? Are you not aware of you know the scheming that they're doing? The everything that they're saying secretly. Man, I show doors. up when you see me. I sh- that I'm there, and then I'm, I'm putting through the paces. Other than that, man, I'm not back here watching monitors, doing all this. Right, and right. Then I'm, I'm, you know, I facilitate the process, and then you know they, they do their reality and do their things and all that stuff. I'm not back there studying. I'm, I'm hanging. I in. really enjoy that. Actually, that makes me kind of. I mean, I love the show already, but that makes me just. So much more proud of it. Um, <laughs> it. I just think that's great. I love doing it. It's a great job. I'm glad that she love the show. Well, you, you know, they they when they go when you throw in the can to go in and sign the the koozie, they go to this little hut, right? And yeah, you, it's so cute that you actually turn the light off and you save electricity. I think that's really <laughs> really hilarious. Is that like the Motel Six or Tom Bodell leave a light on for you? Not over at Redneck Island. You got to save some money on that generator. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, uh, and then you, you take the you, you take this cooler out, and then behind you is like this uh, sh- little house that you built. And one time you did a little tour, maybe it was a bonus feature, or whatever, and you took people. You know, you did this little virtual tour of it. But what um, do you ever see that that part of the set playing out in anything like some kind of a? I don't know. Do you, we want to see more of that? I don't know. I that's uh, that's uh, something to think about. You know, I built those huts with my own two hands. You're kidding. No way. I am really? kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's why I didn't let that one read, man. Oh, these two bought it, didn't they? I was like, no, that's like Bucky saying it, too. <laughs> that's why I didn't let that one breathe, see? Oh, jeez. <laughs> BS. Yeah, I mean, by the hook every time. Uh-huh. I got to say, though, um, Stacy's face last night was a picture. I mean, for oh. you, it's the same, right? You must be thinking, I've just got to see the reactions as the audience at home but it was just so transparent in all their faces last night well you know yeah it is and you know man these people they're totally you know they're there for a reason and you know the longer you're in you know the closer you are and then closer you are and then all of a sudden that door gets slammed on you you get your foot in the butt on the way out you know it, it hurts and uh, man, I mean, they they want that hundred G's, and I think on top of that, they would just they want to win. Have there ever been any alliances where they've um, said they'll share the money 
because that's what I would do. Didn't they talk about doing that on season one? I thought they did. No, they didn't, but you know, it sounded good mm-hmm. at the time. <laughs> Are they even I think you'll do anything. I mean, you'll, you'll say anything you know, to, to keep your chances of staying on the island. When it all comes down to getting that check, they're making it out to one person and one person only. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, we took a couple questions from the cast. Can I ask you a couple oh, yeah. questions? Okay, well, Mike voted out, I think, third uh, great guy. We had him on the show. He wants to know, did you ever, during that elimination point, think in your head, what the hell are they thinking? Why are they making this choice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. I think, what are these cats doing? Are they, they getting something wrong with them? Or Here's what I'm thinking now to do. So, yeah, oh. it never ceases to amaze me mm-hmm. uh, what's going on on that island when I'm reading those cans. That is one thing. Just the relationship the cast has had with you, I've noticed they're, like, in love with you. They, um, they just think you're the coolest guy. They all want to be your friend. They all love you. Um, they all respect you dearly. Um, well, Almost all of them. We had one little altercation, but um, I mean, that must just be something that's incredible to have just that relationship with them. These the cast has been very smart. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know all what? Right. Uh, you know, first of all, I, I've had a, a great time. You know, with all of the, all the cast, mm-hmm. and uh, e- each season has been a little bit different. But man, I'm out there giving them my all. I, I want to represent them. Want to give them each a fair. You know moment and share and shot at everything so man I'm totally neutral but I want to have fun with them and I want to respect mm-hmm. them and on my island every now and then there's been one or two cases where someone gets a little lippy and we have a real quick come to Jesus meeting and that don't happen there's going to be a big problem but no I you know I, I you know I have fun with these these people and I want them to have fun out there because that's what this show is about yeah. for sure there's a hundred thousand dollars on the line mm-hmm. but I'm there to, for, for them to have a good time and so we all have a good time together and we're spending long a- days out there in the sun I mean it looks all fun and games on TV, but there's a lot of work yeah. that goes on between those fun and games. So we're out there sweating it out together. I'm, I'm doing the same thing they are, and we all bond. By the time yeah. it's all said and done, we all bond. Well, one of your um, favorite, uh, one of your biggest fans, um, Woodle Brittany, she like adores you, loves you to death. Um, she has a question as well. Would you like to? I don't have it. Oh. You read it. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, Woodle wants to know. And she's curious. Are you gonna? Do you have any plans for a Redneck Island All Stars? Redneck Island All Stars. I've been hearing that on my Twitter account, <laughs> uh, Steve Austin BSR. <laughs> I get asked that a lot. Do I know if that'll happen? Right now, talking to you, I don't know. I think we need a couple more seasons right, for, right, for that course, to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But certainly, planting that seed for something that could happen down the road, uh, I think it'd be awesome because you, you've already gotten a chance to. Uh, you know, if you're going to pick your all stars, mm-hmm. you know and love these people already. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you put all of those all stars, and they're going through these same paces, but the stakes are higher because these are the all stars. So it could happen. Right. I would like to see it happen. Yeah. CMT, yep. you listening? CMT. <laughs> I mean, that is something. Definitely, the show has appeared to be very successful over the seasons and is growing in popularity. Um, uh, to the best a, of my knowledge, I want to see more awareness and advertising. That's me. You know, <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a promotion business. So, can I come back and just say? I know you said you're neutral, but you must look at the contestants and think. Uh, well, do you look at the contestants and think? I predict he's going to do well or she's going to do well. What are your? Th- you must have thoughts. Well, certainly though. I do. Certainly I do. But you would, ne- you know, when we're on set, you will never know that. No one ever gets treated above or below anybody else. They're all treated equally. You cannot. You can bring a 
a psychic out there, and she wouldn't know what I'm thinking. But certainly, <laughs> in my brain, uh, in my head, of course, I'm just like y'all. Uh, of course, I, I have uh, you know the, the things, my opinions, or uh, you know people that I think they're probably going to win this, or this person doesn't have a chance, and maybe they'll prove me wrong. But certainly, absolutely. Are you proven wrong? Or are your thoughts uh, pretty spot on? I would say I'm uh, my batting average would be pretty solid, uh, but certainly Ooh. I strike out every now and then. Wow. Ooh, that's interesting, wow. yeah. Jacob, to answer your question, CMT, actually Redneck Island holds the record for the highest season premiere in CMT's history. Did oh, you know that? I did not. Mm-hmm. That's really good information. I was proud of that number. Yeah. And, uh, awesome. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I sit there and squawk a little bit talking about advertising and stuff, but I mean, that's just the nature of the business. Yeah. I value my relationship with those cats and it's a, it's a, it's a win-win for uh, them to be in business with me me to be in business with them. It's a great mm-hmm. partnership. Yeah, and I it's mean, it's just, hear, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's a marriage made in heaven. The This is I, this is just, uh, it's a production, you know, just a production question, but you know the song that's sung at the beginning? Uh, well, it, it's called the Redneck Island theme song, sung by TNA star um, James Storm, Dixie's husband, right? Is that Dixie's husband? No? <laughs> Dixie's <laughs> husband? Are you shooting with me? Hey, no, Dixie's yes. husband. Yes, I am shooting with you. <laughs> A little wrestling talk here for you people that aren't smart in no, business. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you serious? No, it's not. And, and, and if it's biggest case, babe, like I ever knew, that ain't James Storm's. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> There's a wrestler Sorry. in Total Nonstop Action Wrestling named James Storm. That's his entrance music, and we borrowed it. But those two, I didn't know that those oh. two were related. <laughs> so, oh, I thought I Are married, were... nonetheless. <laughs> Never mind. I am so sorry. But... The whole time I'm listening to it for the first two seasons, I swear to God, I thought that was you. Oh, well, you know. Hello, Nick. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you? I mean, it sounds just like Steve Austin singing that song. I wish it was me, but I, you know, wow. that, that, was, that was what I actually wanted to do with my life. I actually wanted to be a singer in a rock and roll band and traveling all over the world being famous, but I can't sing worth a damn, so I'm sitting here talking to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Redneck Island. Oh, I could God. be on tour right now. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> He's going to have to issue a formal apology to Dixie. Oh, Dixie's one. all right. They're doing a great <laughs> job over at TNA. <laughs> so your thoughts. If we um, if we talk about Redneck Island and we talk about everything that you've done, can you, uh, you know, would you do anything different that hasn't been done right now for, for, cat, for season four? Man, that's a good question right off the top of, uh, you know, my head. I, I don't, you know, no, I, I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. You're uh, liking the way it's gone. I, 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 I do. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, CMT's got a, a real good beat on this show. 51 Minds, the production company, does a, uh, a mm-hmm. hell of a job. Very talented, uh, passionate people working for those, for those, uh, uh, that company. Uh, off the top of my head, you know, next season, if they, if they say, hey, we're going to go do season four, then I would like to see some of the challenges be even a little bit bigger. I really enjoyed going back to season one when they jumped off that structure onto the bag and got launched <laughs> up into the air. Anytime you have human beings getting launched high into the air that's with nothing attached to them, I like that. So maybe in season four, that's what you will see. Oh, that would be great. Because so, that's actually what hooked us as yeah. a family. We all watch it as a family. And when I said, my, uh, my husband's name is Mike, I said, honey, when watch this show because they have the best challenges. And then he saw like the hooting and hollering as they're flying through the air and then <laughs> crash, bam, boom. And it was so awesome. I was like, I'm, I'm hooked. I want more of that. 
You know, the, the, the ones that are hard for me is the eating competitions because I'm always worried uh, somebody's going to choke on something. I'm going to jump over <laughs> and get my Heimlich maneuver and do something wrong. This is so, exactly what I was thinking when I was going down. make me nervous as hell. Yeah. I, you know, so maybe they'll keep doing eating contests. I'm not a big fan of eating contests. I'd rather have something else, to, the stakes to be higher or more. Uh, competition because some people just can't eat, you know, like yeah. candy. To your point a while ago, mm-hmm. that was the thing that got her out of the competition. She was a gamer. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I think the eating one is the one that. Ooh, uh, well, well I'm, I'm, I'd jump I'm, off a building, but I wouldn't do that. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. I'd jump off the building with you. <laughs> you know the water challenges where you're actually like on a platform? Yeah. You know, do you ever think, like, don't drown? <laughs> Because I'm not going to swim into Satan. For the rednecks or me? Yeah, no, yeah. When you watch the rednecks uh, doing a challenge in the water and like they'll lose their wind and, you know, sometimes you'll see someone in a scuba diving snorkel and mask trying to. Well, it's interesting because Misty, when we were doing that, when they jumped off the platform to grab the big ass beers, she really cracked her ribs good and knocked the wind out of her for a couple of years. And uh, so she took a pretty good uh, spell on that one. But, you know, we got some great trained professionals there, believe it or not. We've got, you know, got people on standby, all the medical stuff ready. Uh, well, I don't know how good the medical stuff is because when <laughs> Philip blew his knee out, they had some guy that didn't speak English shooting something in his ass. You know, he didn't know what it was. So I think it's good medical. We got people on standby with snorkels and a pair of fins. We're just going to try to fish their ass out of the water. And you know what? I think we're realizing those waters are not the safest. As, as Woodle pointed out, when they, because one of the things they won from you is a, a fishing rod, but the only thing they're catching is deadly puffer fish, stuff they can't eat. Yeah, and on that first season, they, the rednecks said there weren't any fish out there, so I don't know what they're using for bait. Um, but they're, I, you know, I won't go in the water because I don't want to get by, bit by a shark. But I don't think there's any sharks in the water. I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but you know, they can't catch any fish on the on the show. Well, yeah. I, I have to ask you because we we all your um, your season three cast they follow this podcast, they love it, and you know, they give us their feedback and stuff. And I know every one of them listening right now would love to hear your thoughts on them. For example, we were talking about Philip and the guts he had to have to play with a busted up knee, and we only found out. After we had him on our show that during that cookie challenge where he was eating cookies and milk, mm. that he had like an abscess tooth and he was mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of Curious. other things. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. But mm. I mean, that's kind of, excuse me, that, that, that speaks to how tough Philip is. Yeah. He blew his will out and he kept going into competition. And uh, sorry, I had a moment there. I'm drinking carbonated <laughs> water. Swig of water for the working man. That burp was for free. You rednecks out there, that's for you. No, but to Philip, they they all represented. uh, uh, Mm -hmm. I'd like to say hi to them all that that are listening. I was proud of all of you. It was a it was a great time working with all of you. Y'all represented well. One of you got a little mouthy with me. That won't never happen again. Mm -hmm. Which one was that? We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we're not getting any time. Did we have a tea? But again, you know, hello to all the rednecks. I hope to see you down the road somewhere. Mm -hmm. And if if I do, the first beer is on me. The next Mm -hmm. one's on you. Y'all did all did a great job. Well, we have some we have some we have some fan favorites and we have some cast favorites. Like for me, I absolutely fell in love with Woodle. Oh, I love Woodle. She's a great competitor, man. She was a hoss out there, and she just finally, you know, what did, what did she get eliminated on? That was on the slide thing, yeah. swimming for the thing. Yeah. That was a tough day. You could see the emotion on the island. Nobody wanted to see Woodle go. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the strongest competitors there, and everybody just really liked her so much because she was so genuine. There was mm-hmm. tears when she got voted off the island. I mean, when she had to leave the island. 
And uh, although she's one of the strongest competitors, everybody just gravitated toward her because she was a real McCoy. She's a real, real deal. Yeah. She she went home because she was the slowest. This is one of the yeah. shows that I missed. She right. was the slowest. It was an elimination. She, she wouldn't have got voted off, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody no. liked her. There are two, so far there are two rednecks that were not voted off, and it was Candy because she lost her yep. elimination and, Moodle. and then Woodle. Now, with Woodle, when, she w- when we were first talking about in the pre-show, we were talking about who we thought was going to win. Man, I was really worried about Woodle because I thought, you know, she's got a tough road ahead of her. If these challenges are physical, um, if she she might be discriminated against because people won't want her on her team because I don't think she's going to play the same game or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But she rose to the challenge every single time and she yeah. won over those rednecks one redneck at a time and I loved her for that do you remember in the um, was it the challenge where she had to she dragged Lindsay all the way along yeah. right she did so <laughs> well in that well one. she's the reason why they won yeah I mean it was like three to, three to zero at one point or, uh, or, or some ridiculous number yeah. like that the winner had to win by four mm-hmm. Woodle beat all the <laughs> yeah. girls like she's the absolute reason why right and Lindsay kept saying, I'll do it again. It's like, no, Lindsay, you just lost. Don't go up against Woodle. Sense. Yeah, but what were really the options? I mean, you know, Woodle strapped up. And what you guys yeah. didn't see, the way they edited that out, that, the way they edited that together, there was one time when Lindsay, I mean, <clears throat> Woodle just kind of took a break, and she just had that forward lean going on that strap. She was just catching a little bit of air, <laughs> and it was just a pure power position. <laughs> she was playing with her. So, I mean, you know, but that's what you didn't see. I mean, oh. Woodle dominated that competition. Wow. You know, and she turned in. MVP performance every time she went out. Mm-hmm. So every, every contestant has their different strengths, really, don't they? So you can't mm-hmm. you can't predict it because you don't know what the challenge is going to be. I right. never saw Candy going home. But well, going back to you, never know what you're going to see. But as strong as Woodle was, that ladder, that rope ladder on the one challenge, oh. uh, we wanted to jump on the yeah. platform mm-hmm. to get the big ass beer. Yeah. That yeah. really gave Woodle a problem where she breezed through everything else. So right. yeah. that was the one time you think, oh maybe a chink in her armor there but she weathered the storm and survived I mean talking about the challenges some of the names I mean what have we got here Balls Out Cameo Cube Gone Tubbin <laughs> Redneck IQ Ice in the Cool I mean all of these names who's coming up with them that's a good idea I'll, I'll take the credit for it. <laughs> do. Steve, stop saying do. You know, yeah, don't burst our bubble. We think it's you. We believe that you're writing down all these challenges. You got your little thing. You got your beer in your right hand, and you're just, like, scribbling away, and you're creating all this, and, like, Wiley Coyote's playing in the background, and you're like, that's a great idea, and then that's the next Yeah, time. yeah, why, why bring John Stossel in this and smarting everybody up, a la Dr. D. David Schultz. So let's go ahead and keep it real. So that's anyway, right. what I got planned out for next season... <laughs> <laughs> because I was just trying to protect the business a little bit and give those other people some credit. I think of all this stuff. I just ride down the road in my suburban with Hershey the Wonder Dog drinking Pellegrino drinking water and thinking of more stuff than the rednecks. When I drive home here in just a little bit, I'm going to think of what we're going to do on season four. And I might even give you guys a hint if I come back. Oh, How about yeah. this? Ooh. When I come Ooh. back. Yeah. Oh, that's great. When? You know what, Steve? I do have to give you credit, though. I mean, we were talking earlier in what we call the green room, I guess. And I said to you, do you do your own tweets? And you actually do. Now, I was impressed by that because a lot of people don't do their own tweet and they have like some social media firm doing it. So, you know, let's give you some credit for the stuff that you do do. Well, well to your point, when you ask me a question, I'm going to give you the, the, the answer right here. I'm not going to lie about anything. I'll tell it like it is. Obviously, can't talk about the winners. 
uh, the winner. But, yeah, if you ask me a question, I'll tell you how it is. And that's the same thing I do with my Twitter account or anything I do. I'll either own up to it if it's good or bad and tell you like it is. But all my tweets, and we were talking, I had such a hard time back in the day, you know, starting the Twitter account because, you know, social media and you send mm-hmm. out a tweet. It just sounded so stupid. <laughs> but at some point, you got to get involved into the game, you know. Yeah. And I'm such an anti-technology guy that I started my account, and then I really fell in love with it. And it's a way to keep in touch with your fans and mm-hmm. and to retweet and, and uh, spread the word. So I have a lot of fun to it, and I appreciate all the people that follow me on Steve Austin BSR. But, yes, Liz, that is me, all of them, good or bad. Uh, or in between. It, it's good because I think when you're watching the show, it's good to be able to have that instant communication, you know. Yeah, and re- yeah. But, you know, I agree mm-hmm. with you. Twitter, I think really it's the 15 year olds that really know how to use it, right? 15 They're the ones now. born with it. Even I wasn't born with that. But that is something that you do uh, really well is um, you do progress in the social media world. And, and one of the things that I just started watching with my mom is your podcast show, which is just. And we were talking about this earlier. Just, it's fun to listen to you with your, your random statements and kind of oh, sometimes just yeah. off topic, back on topic. You know how real it is just because of all the directions it's going. And I really love that because it doesn't seem scripted at all. Man, it ain't. It's just, you know, <laughs> halftime. You know, I would like to say, okay, coming on the show in uh, two weeks is so and so. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing from one show to the next. I know that I'm talking to Scott Hall tomorrow, and he'll be on the Thursday show, and Adam Carolla is, is tomorrow's show. But you know, above and beyond that, that's as far as I go. So I mean, I've got I've got things written down on a piece of paper. I got a couple little plugs there that I'll throw in. Uh, it's yeah. a, it, it, it's a it's a redneck effort, is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And that, and one of the things you you told me is you said you hope that I get something out of it, which I do. But you may have even saved my life. Because one of your episodes we just watched is how you were talking about bad drivers. Yep. Um, and I think I'm a decent driver, although the stuff you told me, it reminds me of things I should do, basic things, not drifting in and out, making sure you're using your blinker and all that stuff. The lady sitting next to you, however, does not like to use her blinkers, swerves <laughs> here and there, <laughs> going crazy, wait, wait, and t- your episode comes on, I am like in heaven. I am loving this because you're like, Use your blinkers as she's turning into the next lane without a blinker, and some guy behind us is about to like swerve. Well, all right, I want to. I do want to tell you that I have started using my blinker more. I am so proud of you. It's really not that hard, is it? No, no, no. it's not hard okay. at all. Okay, guys, can we not put down female drivers in this studio? It ain't about the female driver. There's a bunch of guys that are idiots out there. And I, I was driving down today. You know, I got on the 405, hit the 101, and I'm watching the person beside me, and they just drift over to don't use their blinker. And I kind of give them that drive-by stink. Yeah, the drive-by stink. Yeah, yeah. And they go, Steve Austin. And I, and I was trying to, I talk about driving so much on my podcast, but it, when, it, when it all really comes down to it is there's just like, there's some really dumb people out there, and there's just some people out there who really complain could completely care less. They do not care. So I watch my language very uh, appropriately yeah, on this yeah, show. Yeah. If I was on the Steve Austin show, you would hear exactly yeah, yeah, what I'm thinking. Yeah. But some people are just really dumb. Some people just to- totally don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to-, to very large degrees. Now, I'm not sitting here <laughs> calling everybody dumb. I'm talking about the dumb drivers, and hey, you see them just like I do. Y'all know who they are. Maybe it's just dumb habits and not dumb drivers. Well, I'm you trying to defend my mom hey, over I'm there. I'm a great driver. 
Yeah. I'm crazy. I'm bo- no, I'm Left not that side bus. or right side? But people from England do drive better. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I can drive on both sides. Okay. But the right. funniest thing is, obviously in the UK, we have a lot of uh, manual cars, right? Mm-hmm. I'm using my left hand here. Um, and when I came to America first time, learned how to drive the automatic, no problem, other side of the road. When I went home to the UK, I got on what we call the motorway. I'm in a manual car. I get to the end of the motorway in Wales is a roundabout. I forgot to put my foot on the clutch. I stalled on a motorway <laughs> nice. because I'd picked up how to drive in America. Uh, uh, you guys uh, are lazy drivers. Let, let me just say, okay, when, when we talk about the Steve Austin show, I have to tell you, when we're talking about Twitter, this just went through my mind earlier today. Here you are. You got 1.5 million fans on your Twitter that follow Steve Austin on at Steve Austin uh, BSR, yep. right? Okay, so he comes out with a podcast and he's talking about uh, CGF, which stands for oh, <laughs> Cripple Goose Factor, <laughs> <laughs> which you get when you eat. So- I mean, there's there's certain foods that have like on a scale of one to ten, yep. how you rate mm-hmm. the type of cripple goose you're gonna get and. and- and just to elaborate, no just to about. elaborate to make this a little bit more understanding, gooses have a um, a bad stereotype of taking really bad number twos. They they take pretty <laughs> pretty wicked crap. So uh, this is um, the Steve Austin show imagine, podcast one. Imagine it on a level from uh-huh. one to ten. Ten being as far as, and this is what I took as the understanding. Hopefully, it's the same thing. Um, ten being as unbelievably gross as you could possibly imagine. Now, now wait. Now, now. with that being said, <laughs> since you came out with that podcast, how many people have tweeted you about their digestive meals? Well, yeah, it's, uh, well, I, I get pictures I'll take of, uh, like, if you would have took a picture of that shady burrito, that would have a CGF of at least, as I tweeted out, 9.5, and then you threw in the, the, the flies that were on it were an extra .5, so there was a CGF of 10, and <laughs> Indeed, a couple people started throwing up. So I can imagine yeah. what happened later in the, the bathroom. Oh, I'm looking at these tweets and people are like, hey, Steve, I ate a pizza and it was an eight CGF. I'm like, does he want to know that? And it's, know but it's you. hard to explain if you haven't heard the podcast before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah. you want it, right? You want to tune in. Podcast one, it's called The Steve Austin Show. And you're doing two podcasts a week? Two podcasts a week. Oh, that's a lot. It is. It is. But I'm, I'm thinking about adding another show, but i got a couple of projects coming up uh, this summer. I'm going to do a couple of movies back-to-back and then go down uh, South Texas to Broken Skull Ranch for deer hunting. But I want to add one more day in, but that's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. 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 Let, let's wow. talk about your films. What's coming up? Man, uh, uh, a movie where I'm just uh, killing bad guys and straightening people out, trying to save good guys. And <laughs> do, you, do you think you are <laughs> What's stereotyped? What's the name of that movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, if I'd have came out to Los Angeles, California when I was 23, 24, by the time I got into the business of pro wrestling, I would be going to acting classes. Well, I, you know, I'd already be established or whatever. Man, at, at doing everything that I've done, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm just trying to get a couple of bust ass parts, mess some people up, save the good guy. <laughs> Knock the bad guy off and pay my bills. Yeah, you know, typecast me or stereotype me. 
any way you want. I don't care. But you want to be the good guy. No, no, I prefer to be the bad guy. But oh. in the movies I'm in, they pay me to be the good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I prefer to be the bad guy in the day of the week. Speaking about the movies that you have been in, you actually have a movie right now that's out. It's Adam Sandler's Grown Up 2, and you have a cameo. Uh, how, how was it working with Adam? Man, what, that was one month after having an ACL and a PCL put in my left knee. So I was oh. in a lot of pain just walking around on the knee. I taught myself how to walk two days before I went because I wasn't off my crutches yet. But to answer your question, Adam Sandler is wonderful. He's one of the nicest, classiest guys I've met out in this town since I've been here. And, you know, way back in the day, I had a small part in The Longest Yard when mm-hmm. he did that remake. Wow. So, oh. you know, he wanted me for this part. And, uh, you know, Sony was a little nervous, trepidatious about me mm-hmm. being able to do the movie, do it because I had my surgery before they even rolled into production. And Adam stood behind me and said, no, Steve can do it. If Steve says he can do it, he can. And so it's a credit to him that I got to be in the movie. And he selected me. So thank you very much, Adam. And I haven't seen the movie yet. I heard I was tremendous. That's what I've been getting on my feet. That, that, that's what people have been saying on my Twitter account. But I told people, when I read that script, it was laugh out loud funny. And everybody, you know, the critics panned it. Of course, the critics, you know, they're, they're looking for art. They're not looking for funny. Yeah. They don't. They wouldn't know funny if it bit them on the ass. <laughs> this is a comedy. And so, man, when I say something's funny, it is. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. And everybody who's been to see it, 9.9 out of 10 have absolutely loved it. So Yay. congrats to Adam Sandler. Oh, Yay. Yeah, so here. back to Redneck. Has it been shown in other countries? Are you selling it worldwide? No, so some people over in uh, Wales just got it. Uh, in Wales, just, yes. oh, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, the UK hadn't got it all the way. Because we don't really use the term redneck. We understand hillbilly, right? But you've kind of taught us the word redneck. This term is going global. This is a, you know when when the term can go global. You've done uh, a great job for awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I only know I was uh, I get people from uh, Canada who follow me, and I'll be tweeting about the show, and they got redneck. They got CMT Canada. And they, it's season three already, and they still haven't shown season one over here. I don't know. That's just our neighbors to the north. Why do they not show you know Redneck Island on the same network over in Canada? I don't understand it. Oh, that's strange. It's funny that Wales has picked it up, not England. But then I would say Redneck and Hillbillies would be more likely to be the Welsh. So. Oh. That's where I'm from. They're the cool From ones. the valleys, the valleys, you know, yeah. where the uh, yeah. drinkers and the, yeah, the farmers. <laughs> just, just think about it. You know, like, like, I'm from South Texas. My buddy, Diamond Dallas Page, his nickname for me is Redneck. Has been for 10 years. Redneck. And But if, you, if somebody says, oh, that damn hillbilly Austin, hey, you take offense to that. I ain't no hillbilly. Hillbilly is different than redneck. Oh, yeah. tell, See, tell me, go on, explain it to me, because I don't know. I just Wikipedia. I don't know either. Like, no, 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 no. I wikipedia redneck <laughs> oh, when I first came on board this, because I had to understand what redneck is. I'm Welsh, so we call it valleys. Um, but I can tell you redneck on Wikipedia is hillbilly. So explain, what's the difference? Well, no, that's interesting. Yeah, well, you think hillbillies. You think more, you know, North Carolina, uh, maybe Kentucky. But and, and redneck is, is more like, uh, I would think more, redneck to me is kind of more. Uh, A way of life? Yeah, re, yeah outdoor loving. Hunting, like a fishing, life. kind of thing. What I think, see, and this, this, you know, and it, to the hillbillies, this might piss them off. I think hillbillies. I think, eh, kind of laid back, maybe a little bit lazy, redneck, hardworking, got the sunburn on the back of their neck because they're always mm. out there plowing the crops and working and paying the bills, stuff like that. Redneck, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
that's just my spin, but I'm from Texas, so you know I'm, a, I'm I, I do the redneck thing. I don't get the hillbilly thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm learning stuff. It's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. See, your show has enlightened your viewers. Isn't that I, great? I I can great go back to Got that Wales. Going for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can go back to Wales now in the UK, and I can already prepare them before they get this show. Yeah. Watch out! It's going to be hilarious. Now we talked about your 1.5 million followers on Twitter. Do you have a Facebook presence? Do you ever do you like do you work Facebook like you do Twitter? Well, that's what Liz and I were talking about. My buddy Brian Bentley at Tweeter Dumb, he's the one that set up my Facebook account. I got a Facebook for Steve Austin BSR, and I got one for Steve Austin Steve Austin Show. But I don't know how to get to them because I Aww. just got them hooked up to my Twitter account, <laughs> and then it feeds it. So Aww. yeah, I, I'm 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 there, and then somebody can you believe this? There was another guy named Steve Austin, and he already has that Facebook, so that's not me. And there's all kinds of imposters out there, but yeah, I do have a presence. I don't know how to work about it, work it. I don't barely know how to talk about it, like Liz and I were talking earlier. So, Damn. See, she does hers different. She works her Facebook, which feeds her Twitter. I right. work my Twitter, which feeds my Facebook, because right. she has too much technology for me. I've only right. learned about Twitter because of you, Angelina. You wanted me to get on Twitter, <laughs> and it's only the last month that I've been talking on Twitter or yeah. tweeting. Yeah. Now, you You've been doing a great job. I'm learning. Great job. Now, you know, Steve's also very active on a website called BrokenSkullRanch.com, and he is a fantastic writer. If you have a chance to read his blogs, you've been blogging for a long time, haven't you? Yeah, but I haven't been blogging enough. That's the thing. I need to, I need to be more active on that website. That's the, the biggest thing about it. I started that thing as a way to, you know, stay in touch with my fan base and, yeah. uh, haven't done as good a job as I need to. But yeah, I do enjoy writing, and I, I write just exactly the way I talk. Right. And I enjoy that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I need to start writing more. Well, but it, it is brokenscoreranch.com. Yeah. And I'm working on, on kind of retooling the whole entire merch thing there. That's a work in progress, which it never was really official too much to begin with, but it's a work in progress, well, but I appreciate you yeah. mentioning that. Your fans love your merchandise. I'm always seeing like tweets of fans in your clothes, your hats, and girls wearing, you know, your female line, and I mean, you've just, you've done a fantastic job on I've got to, I've got to, you know, i got to have a little help on the on the uh, female side because I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think, okay, Broken Skull Ranch, do yeah. chicks want to buy this stuff? I mean, I know guys are guys. Yeah. Like I was saying, Steve Austin, guys are stupid. No, Buy one of these shirts. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're gonna look that, yeah. cool to be badass. You can, all you can do is buy the shirt. But I don't know how a female thinks. You know, do they want to be badass, sexy, cute, cool? Everything. Know, Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. I think there's so many different groups of girls. There would be girls that want the sexy. That it's yeah. a huge market. Yeah. What color shirt would I start off with? Pink. Pink. Uh, pink. I see two girls. That's right. So yeah. pink with a skull. So badass. Well, pink with a skull. Yeah. I, my friend. Uh, I have a friend Ashley who. Um, she knew about you way before I did because I didn't follow wrestling and stuff. And um, I told your, your mom probably didn't let you. Oh, well, no, she kept it. She she was hiding it until I was like sixteen. I had no idea. Anyway, I, I uh, recently told her. I said, "Though this is going to be fun. We're going to be uh, speaking to the um, host of Redneck Island." And she's like, "Oh, who's that?" And I said, "Oh, it's um, it's going to be Steve Austin." She went. Oh my god! <laughs> I have all of his shirts. I, I'm like, I, I follow him like crazy, and I was like, "Oh, you're that into Redneck Island?" And <laughs> <laughs> no, no she talk explained about a loyal to me. Fan base. Yeah, yeah, but you do. Um, and she's brought up a lot of other friends and stuff, and you do have a really good following, and it. They always love it when you um, come up with different show ideas and podcasts and stuff. Oh my god! Speaking of yes, show I, ideas, that's where I was going with oh, this. Oh, yeah. that's so awesome. We were thinking the other day. Because we love seeing you in Redneck Island. You're an 
amazing host, you're off the cuff, you're funny. So we thought if we could develop show ideas, what shows would we put Steve Austin in? Would you like to hear a couple titles? <laughs> I would love to hear <laughs> I helped okay. with some of these, by the way. Okay. Steve uh, Austin, the shark whisperer. Oh, man, I tell you what, I, I, I could work with that one. I'd be out there in my shark suit, swimming around. I got those little uh, spear guns. Uh, I'm in a big cage, so the shark can't get me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's put uh, you in see? a cage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I money. Like that's got money right there. Got chum everywhere with a CGF factor oh, of 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, All right, what's another, okay, another okay, one? Okay, another one is, um, I just thought this would, this would be absolutely hilarious. Um, Steve Austin, the um, the nanny. Like for um, Nanny 911. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I could work with that. I could change a diaper. Now, nah, the thing no, about it no, is, it's, no, no, no. It's bratty kids. It's, it's bratty kids. Kids, kids bratty that kids. can't be It's controlling control. kids. Yeah, yeah. Nanny 911. So I don't have to change diapers. No, you don't have no. to change a diaper, but if someone called and said, Steve, these kids aren't listening, can you come oh. over here? And yeah, give them a little bottom line. That's what you're saying. <laughs> See, I can work with this. Yeah. And I drive a real fast car and it's full wheel drive because if there's an emergency and there's muddy situations or whatever, I've got to be able to get there to help these people out, right? <laughs> I can funny. work with this one, He's too. Show right. up in a big See, monster truck, yeah. CMT needs to be listening to this podcast because we are giving them gold right gold. now. Gold. <laughs> okay, here's a, here's one that I want to throw at you. There is a reality show on Bravo, and it's called Inter- uh, Interior Therapy, where you would go in. It's called, I would like to name it Interior Therapy with Steve Austin, where you go into these beautiful posh houses and you and you just make it like redneck. You go in and you and you make sure that it's user friendly for the working man. Beers so, in the fridge. Beers in the fridge. Big TV where the couch was. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of red, white, and blue. There's beers <laughs> everywhere. Yes. You got a big ass TV. <laughs> See, my my thought on this was, and I was telling my mom this. I said, you're gonna get in and get rid of all the unnecessary stuff. You're walking. What's that? Oh, we just have it there for aesthetics. Get rid of it. <laughs> you, you don't need aesthetics. I mean, it's got to be safe. I mean, you can use a deer head for aesthetics. That's all the aesthetics you need. We got a couple of these little gimmicks. Uh, we, my, my wife has this thing. It's like a vase with a, with a bunch of sticks in it. I'm like, what the hell is that for? A vase with a bunch of sticks in it. And I said, we don't need that. But we still have the vase yeah, with the sticks in it. That's bringing the outside yeah. in. Yeah. Anyway, I think um, what's really funny is um, part of our team, the PP boys, I don't know whether you've seen them. They're our co-hosts on other weeks. Um, they actually are so funny. They were just on this interior therapy show. And in fact, I think they're on the phone for us. Oh, you're kidding. They, they're calling in to say hi? I think so. Okay. Hey, guys, are you there? Of course we wouldn't miss calling in to you guys. <laughs> Live from New York. I be- I'm missing out on a champagne party just for you guys. <laughs> Fashion Week in New York, and I hope that's going well for you guys. Thanks for thank you for calling in. I wanted uh, do you want to ask Steve anything or or uh, say anything while you have the chance? I want Steve to tell me if he's been following me and what he thinks about the job that the PP boys have done for Redneck Island. <laughs> oh, Steve hasn't been watching Redneck Island. Uh, he hasn't been watching our podcast, but maybe now that he's on our show, maybe he'll. I will in next now. Week. I will be able to tell you before the show's over, the season's over, how you are doing. And can I go back and watch old episodes? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. will go back and watch yep. uh, old episodes. Do my due diligence and research, and file a report with you. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is... Steve I, would, Steve, I want to know who... This is Patrick. Hello. Hello. I, I want to know who picked the location of Redneck Island. Was that you? Yes, it was. <laughs> I make all the decisions on this show. 
I pick the cast, I pick the location, I make the challenges. <laughs> the beer. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> we learned so much, you guys. Can't wait for you to turn in. Yeah, uh, enjo- tune into this show. Enjoy New York, guys. And the good news is, I think Steve Austin said he's going to come back, so he'll be here when you're here. Hopefully, yeah. How many can meet Snow Oh, that's their oh, little God, dog. Yeah. They have a little dog. A little oh, okay. Little I'm a dog thing. lover. All right. Thank you, guys. Enjoy uh, New York. Bye. Look Love forward you guys. to meeting you. Kisses from New York. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, it's awesome to watch TV. And I want—I I would like to go back to like the topic of um, picking show ideas because I have one more. That one I more, yes. Yeah. And this is because of your podcast. You have been uh, mentioning on your podcast that you have been lately watching Benny Hinn. Which actually, I thought you meant Benny Hill, which got me all excited because I love Benny oh, Hill. I love Benny oh, Hill. I was like, British he watches Benny, Benny Hill too. <laughs> but it was Benny Hinn who's an evangelist, just so you know. So here is the next title, airing on Sundays only. Mm. It's called Three Sixteen with your host, <laughs> the evangelist Steve Austin. Would you like oh, that? Now that's it. Now you now yeah? you're talking. Thank you. Yeah, I can be like the. <laughs> I could be like the redneck Joel Osteen, <laughs> spreading the word. And I don't exactly know what the word would be, but we would be spreading the word every single Sunday, collecting money. That's right. I know what the word would be. No beer, gut, no glory. No oh. beer, gut, no glory. You could be taking an offering. It'd be like for the, the great, you know, the beer fund that I would yeah, need yeah. to stay happy doing the 316 show. And yeah. I want to see some healing. Would you do that? Oh, if there's God. one thing I love to do is to heal a sun buck up. <laughs> Did you see that video I put out on Twitter the other day? He was pushing at the forehead push, and people just taking bumps. I would have got some color for him. I'd have told him, put him, put him, Benny, I'll charge you. Put me in a dang sleeper. Wouldn't that have been awesome? These are just things we are, he's going to be going home to his wife with so many stories. Yeah. We could make that last one happen. I could work with all of them, guys. If anybody's out there listening, want to do the shark gimmick or the other ones. But this last one, the 316, you call it? All right. Austin, yeah, it's called airing on Sundays. It's just called 316. And normally I like to take a Sunday off, but for this show, <laughs> I work it. Well, let's we'll do it and then we put it on Sunday. That'd be a whole other second. Still yeah, have right. Sunday off. That's right, yeah. Yeah, but we want to make time. it a shoot. I want to work live on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask one oh question? I have to ask this because I've got fitness fans that follow me. How often do you go to the gym? How are you working out? Well, right now I had not been working out too much. I uh, had a few... Uh, setbacks and but to answer your question normally five six days a week i'm normally in there for about an hour and then if i'm doing good i'll get about 30 minutes of cardio so one hour and a half a day and you've got to be wow. a goals gym fan right no i live uh, about two miles from goals i've been training there for many years uh but i started training in a little bit of hole in the wall place while i was healing up my uh, shoulder from a couple of years ago i had that thing worked on and then I just kind of got away from goals, but I'm fixing to make my comeback. Those of you at Goals and Venice, get ready. Stone Cold Steve Austin is making his comeback. Like, they're going to be all excited about that. Anyway, I traded a little hole in the wall just to maintain. And I can take Hershey. I have a key to the place. Oh. I can take her in, and she just chills while I work out. Oh, speaking of Hershey, oh, you travel with Hershey. Me, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I just drove down to South Texas in mm-hmm. my Suburban, and I was actually going to sleep in my Suburban. I told my wife, we'll just pull over inside the road because we sold our RV. I am a real Redneck. That's why I host this show. Oh, I gotta get <laughs> but, but we sold our we sold our, our, our RV, so we just SUV'd it, and I got that brand new suburban that I traded that guy for. And so we stayed at the worst dirt box hotel that we could find. And uh, you know we'd go in and take our stuff in and, and go back. But yeah, Hershey goes everywhere with me that I, I that I go awesome. when 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 she can. That is so awesome. Great name too. 
Yeah, and she's a lab, and you just got a new lab puppy, right? Man, that dog is, I named her Moolah. I thought that was so cool. Uh, That's a, you know, just a legend in the wrestling industry and being one of the pioneers in female wrestling. So she's a legend. Okay, Mm coolness. Way cool. She's a silver lab, and you talk about, uh, she has uh, got so much energy. I'm going to need a transfusion or something. (laughs) You know, I picked a bad day to quit amphetamines when we got that dog. (laughs) I need more energy. And we're just now teaching how to potty train, so that's coming along good. And she loves Redneck Island. It's on Saturdays on CMT. Oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Is there a wrap-up party for Redneck Island? Yeah. Wow. Did you already have it? Or are you waiting till the end of the show? No, we already had it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know, Steve, in this show, when you send someone packing, when they have to leave, uh, we're hearing from from the cast that they actually leave. They get back on a plane and they go back home. There's no waiting to buddy or, or do you, do you have a few moments to where you slap them on, you know, pat them on the back? When you see, when I shake their hand, send them on down the road and they're gone. Wow. I hire a Learjet to pick your ass up ASAP and get them off the island. That was, I was kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they leave very proudly. Uh, every time. <laughs> so bad, every time. Well, I think, you know, it's really interesting with the cast, uh, season three cast, they've really formed a bond with each other. They they, they do all sorts of uh, Facebooking together. Every they, morning they group chat each other in yeah. their uh, season three. Currently they do? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good to hear because we've, uh, you know, it's interesting, that first bunch it rolled in. I don't know how engaged mm-hmm. in the social media they are. And this season, the, the group was a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, more maybe tech savvy, even for rednecks. But it's, it's always good to hear uh, from season one, two, three, when these people kind of, uh, you know, they've competed against each other, but come to know each other and have bonded and formed friendships that will last, you know, for as long as they last. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's going to, because these people have uh, banded together and yeah. formed, you know, and, a really And one nice of the family. really nice things is all of them keep saying again and again, they are aware this was a game. So even though we do see some nasty wordplay back and forth, they seem to, and I'm guessing this is part of redneck culture, be really forgiving um, of some of the things they say back and forth. Well, you know, that was uh, one of the things that was interesting, you know, in doing this show. I would hear a lot of people, you know, when I'm fixing to go out doing elimination, mm-hmm. I'm getting ready, getting mic'd up. And you know they're like, man, these people are so nice because they're used to a lot of the reality shows where people are like almost yeah, stabbing yeah, yeah, knives yeah. at each other's yeah. backs and they're just you know ready to just do anything to win. And it, it's been different with these people because they're friendly with each other, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of the way people from the country are. Right. And you know it's great, true. Yeah. That's what they call it, southern hospitality. That's right, Liz. It's a new thing for you, but southern hospitality. That I mean, that's why Steve wants to look around the rest of the country, right? Right. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, a lot of people want to be on that show. Yeah, but you know, my point is, I mean, you know, again, rednecks aren't just from the south. They're everywhere. Yeah. And I want to see uh, just, you know, they're just other people representing other states. Well, Patrick, one of our hosts, says that he is actually a redneck because his parents are from the South. Does that qualify? Does he like the outdoors? No. 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 He likes Beverly Hills parties. <laughs> nah, city Slicker. But we can start a show. City Slicker Island. Oh, right. That would be oh, awesome. That would be so much fun. Yeah. I will get a four-wheel drive Corvette and host this one, too. Oh, my. <laughs> I wonder, could you do that, Angelina? 
I, you know, actually, I, I, I'm going to throw think, you under the bus right here. You said you wouldn't survive in any of these shows because your hair would go gray. That's right. She My roots that would promise. So uh, yeah, ten days I'm out, and ten days I have a little watch. I would set it because once those roots started coming in, I would do something to get eliminated. Oh, but it God. would have to be. It'd have to go over big. May- I mean, I'd have to just really do something spectacular because I want to leave with a bang and then go get my roots done. Yeah, maybe there should be a high maintenance equivalent. Well, we'd have to up the budget and have to fly in a professional to take care of these roots. It might depend on the success of the show. That's why it would be so great with Steve as the host, because yeah. he wouldn't allow... You'd That's be watching right. people go crazy from their hairs not being done. And the roots no, not all, the time. Yeah. all the time would be covered. Hey, here's an uh, interesting fun fact that only an insider like myself would know. I shave every single day when I'm filming Redneck Island. Now... I'm just saying that because I hate to shave. Like, I'm probably two days out right now. I didn't Mm -hmm. get all gussied up for you guys. (laughs) But I shave every single day for that show, and I can't stand to shave. When deer season comes, I grew a beard out. My wife was moaning, and she was so damn mad I grew a beard out. I thought it looked pretty damn cool. But anyway, so that's that, that's that, that's it. There's no more. I shave every day when I do the show just so I can look pretty for the camera. Oh, oh that's, that's so nice. Really you were nice, talking yeah. about, you know, getting your first Manny Penny your wife made you before going out to Redneck Island before yeah. they started the show. <laughs> Have you decided that you enjoyed that experience? No. It was no, in, no. no, you know what? It was interesting. <laughs> when I first went that first time and she said, "You have got to get your nails done before you go do Redneck Island if you're going to be on camera." So I reluctantly said, "Okay." And that was the first time I ever had anybody scrubbing around on my feet, you know, with hands that weren't mine. So anyway, so I, I, I was kind of like, man, I hope one of my buddies don't drive by because there's always that big glass window right there. Mm-hmm. If one of my buddies drive by and sees me in there getting a manicure pedicure, that's going to go down for my <laughs> reputation. So anyway, she said, you know what? You got to get your nails done again. She goes, come on, let's go get a mani pedi. And I said, no, nah. I said, I did one. I said, I ain't going again. She goes, ah, you can talk about it on your podcast. So now, anytime she wants me to do something, she goes, you can talk about it on your podcast. My wife is smart. Guys are stupid. So there I was, getting the Manny Petty again. That photo uh, of you in the pedicure chair would be so worth it, wouldn't it? Oh, can you yeah, imagine how please. much money you'd make from yeah, that photo? That this time was so different. I was uh-huh. able to kind of let my hair down, so to mm-hmm. speak. I almost had like a zen experience. Well, you I know think they're trying to wrap this up I now. But they shouldn't because we want to do more. We have a lot more questions for you, but I get it. It's time sensitive. So, Steve, for the viewers and the listeners out there, where can we find you and uh, where can we find your show? You find me at Steve Austin BSO on Twitter. You can check me out at brokenskullranch.com. And you also check out the Steve Austin show. It's a hell-raising show that will teach you uh, how to get through life and how to survive. And a bunch of BS like that. That sounds good. It's a bunch of BS is what it is. That's on iTunes and at podcastone.com. Liz, where can we find you? Uh, right here, talking about Redneck Island. No, everywhere, I guess. <laughs> Liz underscore follow Twitter. Liz follow. I don't know, wherever. Just find me. Uh, Jacob? Once again, I uh, the catfish is not on social media at the moment. Catfish um, is... Come on, catfish! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, somebody uh, probably took your Twitter name already. Oh, dang, that's a great one. Oh, uh, yeah. And I am your host, Little Egypt. You can find me on Twitter at, at Little Egypt. Facebook, the official page of Little Egypt. Uh, Facebook, Glow, my first name, Little Egypt, my second name. Please tune in every week for another episode of Redneck Island, where we're going to break down the show. And next week, our guest is going to be Candy. 
Oh, that'll be fun. Isn't that neat? Yeah. And I yeah. just, I just want to say real quick before we go, I, I'm honored to be here, um, and I just, Aww. so excited to have you as a guest, as a guest. So it was. Well, I had a good great. time Thank talking you. to you. You, uh, you represented yourself very well. Everybody did here. And I, I was like, eh, what the hell is this cat gonna do? You were awesome. <laughs> so congrats to you. I take my hat off to you. Uh-huh. And I got Thank one you. question to ask you before we get up and go sure. off here, little Egypt. You were walking around a while ago, and you were not walking like an Egyptian. Oh, What's okay. Uh, okay, here's the deal. It, it's easy. To, it's I used to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then I started getting carpal tunnel. Because uh, when you hold your hand a certain way yeah. for too long, yeah. yeah, and then my neck started giving out. Yeah. Because I had to keep my neck at a certain way in order to really sell it. So... With that being said, <laughs> ambidextrous was almost going to be my word of the day. Can you walk like an Egyptian <laughs> with both hands and... Not anymore. Uh, not, not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, my God. So would you be yeah. right-handed or left-handed in oh, front? Oh, I would be left. Left-handed in front? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Left-handed yeah. Egyptian. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Left-handed. <laughs> to those of you that know, you get it. To those of you that don't, sit there and scratch matter. your head. It doesn't matter. Thanks for tuning in. And, Steve, again, thank you for coming. Thank you guys all for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, we get clapped. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. later. <laughs> <laughs> Arena, those are the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.